Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined this evening here by the one and only Shawnee O'Leary. Shawnee, welcome along. Thanks, Liam. Good to be back after the last week's hiatus. Yes, apologies for the no podcast last week. Just got away from us, but we're back, back in action tonight. And welcome along, Giggles. Great to have you, Giggles. Thanks, Liam. Good to be here, buddy. Good man, Giggles. Um, great show lined up for you here this evening. Um, we've got Colin Lockton on, um, coming to us live from Sydney. Colin, obviously, former car curler, Newtown Chandram Hurler, been in Sydney the last few years, so he's going to bring us up to speed on the Sydney final, which is on this weekend, but also how things are tracking back in Cork, back in Newtown, and what his plans are for the future. Uh, we're going to have a look at where things are up to in the club scene, Kilkenny County semi-finals this weekend, uh, Tipperary County final in a couple of weekends time, also looking at Cork, and a uh, quick chat maybe about the, the Waterford County final, but not much to talk about there. Um, but we do have, and Giggles also has a great, um, Giggles corner come up for us, his power rankings are back, which we went down very well with the listeners a couple of weeks ago. We did get a couple of tweets in, um, after the last week's show or the last show we did first one was from Tom Murphy at Tom underscore Murphy great to hear Kyle H on chatting hurling in Western Australia football leagues coming up and junior academy in full swing harsh and crat low giggles we lost our full back line in the first half and we faced the gale in the second likely Kenny we've been punching above our weight since 2009 so I think you had a bit of a go crat low there poor old crat low very likely Kenny Kenny just yeah definitely punching above our weight so I can empathise with that any response to that giggles I, I didn't think I was harsh and crap. I didn't know what I said about the note, to be honest. <laughs> so look, I'll trust Tom. <laughs> He's obviously on the ball. Yeah, Tom is a regular listener now, so sorry, Tom, that giggles offended you. And on behalf of myself and Shani, we apologise, but he's he, he upsets a lot of people <laughs> even over here a lot of the time, um, Tom, so sorry about that. Also a tweet in from Mark Wade, at Mark underscore A Wade. Lads, great show as always. Love the podcast. Ending in controversy again. No Boris Lear at Downey in top 10. I'm sure Boris bet Ballygunner last year's Munster final. Fair play, Shani, for calling it out. Hail and Turtle stars boo. That was your power rankings a couple of weeks ago, Shani. Or Giggles. But I think your power rankings are pretty good, yeah, Giggles, no, to be yeah, fair. Turtles are out of the power rankings now. They're gone out of the top 10. I'll give, I'll give you that news flash up front. They <laughs> <laughs> got hockey by Nina. We're now we're hockey by Kildangan, so... That puts an end to that argument. Anyway, we'll see oh. what the rest of them are like later on. There you go, Mark. Back in your box. End of that argument. All right, well, <laughs> let's get to it then. Get in touch with us on AgadAGA on Twitter, Instagram, and GadAGA at gmail.com. We'll get straight into it now with Cotton Lockton on the line. Travelling in a Friday combi On a hippie trailhead full of zombies I met a strange lady, she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast Delighted to be joined on the line here by Cottle Lockton coming to us live from Sydney Welcome along Cottle Hi lads, how are you getting on? Cottle, not your first time on the podcast, you're more used to coming on now with the Sevens down in February um, Out in Gaelic yeah. Park, but uh, different circumstances tonight, but thanks for making the time Different, yeah, and I'm, I'm drinking water tonight and I'm not after a couple of beers, so uh, should be a bit more relaxed tonight, I think. Carl, <laughs> uh, great, great time. We don't have Mikey Welch's girlfriend shouting in over the top of us. <laughs> yeah, that was a disaster, that day. <laughs> Commentary in the background, but it was still, it was good to have Mikey and Carl on. Oh, oh, Mikey isn't listening to the podcast anymore. <laughs> I think he's back in Ireland, we'll be all right. Um, 
Kyle, obviously, great weekend coming up in Sydney. First off, um, you've got the final of the Sydney Hurling uh, Championship yourselves against Pats. We've been we've had Brian Vaughan on, the manager of Pats, a couple of weeks ago, or three weeks ago, and we had Bo on as well. Uh, you had a massive win last weekend, coming in now playing Pats this weekend. Uh, you're delighted to be, obviously, in the final, but great to be back hurling, and great now that you're going to get a season done. Yeah, like... Um we got back in July, which was brilliant. Um, obviously, with lockdown and stuff here, it was very tough, um, kind of both mentally and physically. So it was good to get back training in July, kind of meet up with lads again and, and get out in the boat and get a bit of fresh air. In fairness to, to the GA here, they've ran it very well. It's been very organised. Um, they've been very good at communicating to all clubs and all teams about kind of restrictions in place and how training needed to be done. And luckily, yeah, we're, we're into the final Sunday week. Um, first final for Cormac Mac and Allen, so we're really looking forward to it. Um, the club was set up in 2012 and this is our first final. So looking forward to the build-up, I suppose, and, and equally um, just enjoying training at the moment and, and, and the buzz in the running for the next 10 days to the final. And Cottle, obviously things have been different up in Sydney. We've had, like we said, Brian on and those on. But when you've got out there, obviously you had a massive win over Coast last weekend. I saw you pop six, I think it was a 6.15 you scored or something. Was that a bit of a surprise that you came out so strong and, and got that big score up? Or were you kind of quietly confident going in that you were you, you were going to be comfortable in the end? Yeah, like I suppose we got a bit lucky with the goals. There was a few sendings off and stuff. So kind of we got the rubber to green. Um, we had a bit more space kind of, I suppose, in the forward line and... Uh, Aidan O'Flynn there from Fremont and Cork got five goals so oh. we've we've a big thanks to him um, <laughs> for, for getting through to the final so they coast are, are a brilliant team a brilliant club they've won it the last two years um, they beat us in the semi-final by a point last year so I suppose we kind of felt like that we were kind of a, I suppose a bit more prepared this year uh, but equally I think I think the coast lads were down a few players as well those lads gone home those lads kind of up the coast farming and stuff like that and maybe not being able to get back into Sydney. So, yeah, like, I mean, the scoreline definitely flattered us. It was a lot more of a, a tough, tough game compared to the scoreline. It was um, fairly 50-50 for most of it. And then I suppose the team, we, we got two or three goals, kind of which made the scoreline a bit flattering for us. But, yeah, like, it's great, great to, to win and great to be in the final. Um, Cahill there, you mentioned there, a, a lad from Fremont and Cork, I guess. And that's probably... Even talking to Brian Vaughan there a couple of weeks ago as well, he 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 says that you've a very kind of a, a tight knit group in Cormac and You're all around from the same area. There's a few lads from Newtown there as well. I know Jack Hurley's playing with you as well, and Timmy Carroll wouldn't be too far away from Newtown either. Can you just give us a bit of a an insight into you know where you're all from and that? Yeah, uh, there's six of us from Newtown, uh, so like it, it's great to have lads from home. It definitely helps you settle. Uh, you're a long way from. From Newtown Change, I'm a long way from Ireland over here, so it definitely helps you settle and, and having such close friends over here to go hurling with and to go training with is definitely help. Um few lads from Fremont, uh, as we said, Aiden, he's he's flying it, he's he was our player of the year last year. We've got big Timmy from across the border in, in Drum Colour, they'd be a, few, a lot of lads from Limerick, kind of <laughs> which is very close to us at home as well. Mike Morrissey is from Milford, he's only back the road. He was um he's involved as a selector. He he was uh, playing with Cork Miners there, I think around maybe ninety-eight or two thousand, yeah. he was uh, in goal. So another lad from Cork and then a few lads from Aaron's own in Cork, uh, a few lads kind of spread out around the city. Um, but then, like, 
take the Cork lads out of it and you'd have a massive spread from all around Ireland, which which is definitely kind of one of the most enjoyable things I find about playing out here. I think, geez, I'd say you could nearly name every county in Ireland that I've either played with or trained with or played against over the last three and a half years, which has been brilliant. Like you meet lads from all over Ireland on our panel, like go through most counties. Like we have someone, we've all for Dublin, Tip, Clare, Galway, like you name it, like there's lads involved, which is great. And, I suppose you have different styles of hurling. We've we've lads from Antrim, um, we've lads from Down, like lads from Kilkenny. Like as I said, different styles, different brands, and and you meet up with with, with all lads from all over, and then it gives you an opportunity, I suppose, to to make great friends all over Ireland, which is brilliant. And I'd say with the six lads from Newtown, I'd say it's pretty easy to get a a style of play going there, and we all know what the Newtown style of play was. <sighs> Um, is there a bit of there's surely an influence of that of that game style in in your team? I would say is there. Uh, we we're we're getting a bit too old for that running game. No, I think maybe uh, <laughs> maybe a couple of years ago, but when you when you land up in Sydney, you know any bit of speed you had or any bit of fitness, um, unfortunately, goes downhill every year. But um, yeah, like no, like I mean, we 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 wouldn't kind of play any kind of running game or anything like that. Like I suppose you might see a kind of a Cork style where you kind of try to look up and kind of try to, to pick out the man in the best position. But like the hurling out here is very tough. Like there's, there's five brilliant hurling teams in Sydney and on any given day, anyone can beat anyone. Very tough, very physical. And like, as I said earlier, you kind of need a small bit of luck. You know, you might need a goal here or there to kind of get on the right side of a win. But um, like the standard is really good and it's, and it's really enjoyable and it's good to be back playing out here. And obviously the championship has played out over the last few weeks, Cottle, and having this kind of condensed season. What has it been like standard-wise compared to other years? Because I know it's been very strong in Sydney over the last few years. You've had the biggest numbers you've ever had. And obviously COVID hit. But from talking to Brian Vaughan a few weeks ago, numbers seem steady. How have you guys gone with, with, with numbers? And has the standards stayed at that high level that you've had over the last few years? Yeah, I think ourselves and Pats have definitely been the luckiest numbers-wise. Um, funnily enough, actually, we kind of both train in the same park. So, like, we'd have similar numbers. Um, like, we're very lucky. We're hitting kind of maybe 25 lads kind of every training session, which is brilliant. Um, it means you can do an awful lot. You can get a bit of backs and forwards. You can get matches in. You can you can do brilliant drills. Um so definitely ourselves and Pats have been lucky numbers-wise. I know other clubs kind of have lost lads to to, to people going home and people going up the coast for work and stuff like that. Um, I suppose when COVID hit, like I suppose, obviously your work scenario and stuff like that kind of came a priority. So like I know Coast had a few lads, like there's one or two doctors involved and they, they have a few nurses and stuff. And I know initially kind of when clubs were on about going back playing, I, I know like there was a number of nurses and stuff and they had a lot of concerns. And I mean, of course, like rightly so, I mean, they're going in, into the hospital every day working and, and they might be in certain morgues and stuff. And like, I suppose they can't afford to be going training and playing in groups. Like, so it has hit certain clubs. And I just think, I suppose that we were lucky. We did a lot of recruitment kind of last year and, and our trainer, Johnny Kelly, um, a man from Galway who's been there for the last kind of five or six years really kind of kept the show running um, and really kind of got onto as many people as we could and, and kind of used connections to people and stuff like that to get a good number up at the start of the year. And we've we've lost a really, like, maybe five really, really good hurlers over the last couple of months because of 
COVID, but equally we've been lucky that we do have a lot of numbers. So for every kind of few lads that you lose, you kind of need to be having more lads coming in to kind of fill their place really. And I think parts have been the same and they seem to have a big recruitment drive every year. Um, I think I often joke with Vaughan, I think he must have someone working in the embassy or something because any lad that comes through <laughs> the airport with a hurley, Brian Vaughan um, seems to seems to be getting in touch with him. So they've had very strong numbers as well. Like they've been having 30, 35 lads talked out at matches and um, and it's great. Like it's great to have those numbers. It makes everything worthwhile. It makes the, the training sessions a lot better. It makes the matches and, and the competition a lot better as well. The last time we were chatting to you was probably about two or two and a half years ago and you were only over here about a year and you were thinking you'd probably be going back in a year's time and you kind of had that 18-month horizon uh, in your head. What, what's changed since then? Because you're three and a half years now and by the looks of it, no sign of going home. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's I, I suppose you're kind of the same. Like that that's the question that kind of comes up every year, like isn't it? Um, I suppose the first year, like it does take you that 12 months to get set up with work, um, set up with visas, set up with accommodation. Uh, I came out here with my girlfriend three and a half years ago. And like, I suppose every year that we're here, like you make, you make great friends, you you make great people kind of throughout the GA. Um, I have a brother here. He's he's living maybe five minutes from me here. He's married here. They've, they've got a little boy. So it's brilliant spending time with my nephew out here. As I said, the six lads from Newtown makes it fairly easy to kind of hang around and, and kind of enjoy the sunshine and enjoy the culture here. Uh, luckily, myself and my government have really good jobs. Uh, we haven't been affected with COVID and stuff, and, and we are really enjoying it here. We're looking forward to hopefully a kind of a good summer summer ahead. Um, it's hard to know, like, obviously you miss home. Like, I was watching the Newtown match two weeks ago and like ugh, like you'd be absolutely sickened to miss stuff like that and when it was such a close match you'd always be thinking like Jesus should I be at home and stuff like that and like you always kind of see yourself moving home and setting up and kind of getting to that, that next stage in your life at home I suppose it just depends kind of when's the right time to move Um, obviously with everything kind of going on in the world at the moment it's hard, like, when you're guaranteed work here and guaranteed an income, like, I suppose it's definitely worth hanging around here for the next kind of six months or so anyway and, and just kind of see how it plays out. Like, like I know all of you from following you on Instagram and stuff, you're, you seem to be fairly settled. You're, you're kind of have kids and you're, you're kind of married and stuff down there. Like, are you kind of on a similar boat? Are you always kind of looking at the, the green fields of Waterford and Kilkenny and Cork? Or are you always kind of wondering kind of what it would be like to stay here? We don't know what we're at, Carl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. It's the same, the same thing as me. yourself, Carl. It's like, yeah, I yeah, know. It's we, 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 you've got kids, and then you get older, and you're six years, or you're here eight years, or you're ten years, and you always have that grow to move home, and whether that ever goes or not. And some people are probably here thirty years, and they're probably still thinking they might move home to Ireland at some stage. It's, it, it's an interesting one. It's probably made it harder this time around, though, because. You always say to yourself, you're only 24 hours away from home to go home for a holiday for if you want to see family. And this is the first time now, like people in Melbourne are being turned away from going home. You know, you can't get out of the country. Yeah. Um, which probably just bring, brings it a little closer to the, to the heart. Um, but yeah, no, there's no sign of it. No sign of it happening in the near future anyway. I think anybody who has a job and myself and Shawnee and Liam are in the same boat as yourself. All lucky, still employed, healthy families. So we'll be sticking around here while, while while the world goes crazy for the moment, trying to just protect what we have. But more, more importantly, 
you've got St. Pat's at the weekend. I'm sure it's going to be a humdinger. You just said there you train the same park. Well, who, who, who would be the main players on both teams that we'd be looking out for this weekend? Is it, or two weeks, is it called? Um, Sorry, I was wrong. Yeah. It's not this weekend, is it? Or is it two weekend? weekends. Two uh, weeks, two Sunday weeks. week. Sunday yeah. week, yeah. Sunday week, yeah. So, like, um, and funnily enough, actually, the, the Camogie final is the same. So, oh. Max are playing packs in the Camogie as well, which makes it um, a bit more of a kind of a, an exciting double hitter. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, packs are, are always very strong. They've beat us a couple of times um, over the last few years in semi-finals and stuff like that. We played a pre-season tournament, I suppose, maybe early July. Then after so that one, so, like, they're they're a great club. Like, they all have massive, massive numbers. Um, real big lads, well able to hurl. So, I suppose, like, it's definitely going to be, like, a 50-50 match. going to be a really, really tough battle. Um, as regards players, like, it's it's always hard to kind of pick out lads. Like, but I, I know a couple of lads. They have two lads from Park there in the back lane. Kevin O'Gorman is back hurling with them centre back. Michael Barry in the full back lane is is always very sturdy. He's a big strong lad and he's he's always well able to protect his goal. And um, they have Jack Carr from Galway inside in the full forward lane. He's he's a big target man and he's been doing a lot of damage in Sydney this year and. Um, Kevin Hitterton then from Dublin is involved in him as well and, and he's been flying it as well he's been knocking around the Dublin team for the last couple of years so uh, like I mean yeah it's going to be a very tough game we know that um, it's our first final as I said we were set up in 2012 and it's Pats Pats were in the final probably three years ago so they kind of have I suppose that more kind of final experience but like yeah, like we're we're very happy to be there. We've been going well the last couple of years. We've we've won the league last year. We've won preseason tournaments and stuff like that. Like so, um, yeah, it's go- it's going to be a very tough game, and there's no doubt about that. But we look forward to the build up, and and hopefully on the day we'll give it a right lash, and and hopefully things go our way. Is there any talk of that being streamed, Carl? Uh, I actually don't know. I, I haven't heard to be honest. Um. I've asked Vaughan, yeah. but I've heard nothing back yeah. yet. I've been on to Vaughan to try and get it streamed. That'd be great if it was streamed. <laughs> yeah, I know it would be good. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think any of the games. Well, since I've been here and I don't think any of the games from Ingleburn have been streamed. So I'm not sure what they're thinking. Yeah, I, I, I presume they're kind of looking into it. But yeah, I haven't heard anything about it to be honest. Did it get big viewing numbers in Newtown if that was streamed online? Yeah, I don't know. To be uh, what time would it be at home? To be to be, what would be it be? Six or seven, six in the morning. Six in the morning or something, five more. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get a few in, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're asking me about our boys as well, like, like, I, I, Mikey Bowles would be texting me tomorrow if I didn't mention him. He's, um, he's a, a great friend of mine and, uh, and he told me we've been playing all up along since, um, since we were young fellas at home and, and like, he's absolutely fine. He's, um, he's a great player and he's, he's brilliant to have involved with us. Um, as I said, Aidan O'Flynn the last day, he, he's going really well in fairness. Um, and then like, we'd have Timmy Carlin goal. Big Timmy will be listening to this and he's digger. He, he listens to every podcast, any, any J or later podcast <laughs> in Ireland, he tunes in. I don't think he does much work to be honest, but he, He'll always be sending us Snapchats of any podcast going, so he'll definitely be tuning in. He's been a massive driving force to the club, I suppose, a couple of years ago. Um, they would have struggled big time for numbers, but like Johnny Kelly and Timmy Carroll would have always kept the flag flying and would have always, like even when the hurling club, I suppose, would have been struggling, they would have had low numbers and they would have been finding it hard to get lads going training and stuff maybe five, six years ago. They kept at it. And... Um, 
and like that's a good reward to, to get to a final this year. And yeah, um, well, Jesus, I'm, I'm missing out on lads. We'd have Ryan Fallon, another club mate of mine, centre back. He's been here three or four years. He's he's always been a fellow that always shows up every game. He's uh, he was our captain at home with Newton Seniors uh, for a couple of years before we came out here. He was captain at the Newton in the Twenty Ones when they won the county. Uh, so he he's always a great leader on and off the pitch. Um, we'd have. Hey, Kyle, Kyle, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy is like yourself. The first time he played in Crow Park, he scored 1-1. And he was in the goals. <laughs> he goals. <did>, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's 1-1 was a lot better than mine, though, so it was. Jeez, we were all sharing watching that. Um, that, was, that was brilliant to have him in goal. And, and we always give him a good slagging about that goal. It was a brilliant goal. And um, he, uh, he definitely represented the club very well that day, so he did. Timmy's like a fella you want on, on any of your teams. Like Timmy's just a great fella to have around. Um, you know, he's just a brilliant, brilliant fella. Like just so sound. Yeah. You Mikey Bowles there as well. Nice. I remember seeing Mikey Bowles last year. Was it in the the state games? And also in um, in the sevens actually this year as well. Geez, he he's um, he hasn't lasted at all whatsoever. Like he's got a fair side for goal. Yeah, no, he's very sharp. Like he's he's just very smart. Like he he always kind of seems to be a couple of seconds ahead of the play. Um, very good striker of a ball. Um, we had yeah. a trainer in Desparo uh, from Clare came in with Newton there a couple of years ago, and he said that Mikey was the best striker of a sitter that he's ever seen. So he yeah. often reminds us of that uh, every couple of days. Um, <laughs> so no, he, he, in fairness, he's kind of like he, he's brilliant to play with. He always has his head up and, and like if you make a run, you always kind of know you're going to get a pass off Mikey, which which is brilliant. Yeah, he's a quality player. And did you tell me, did you watch the uh, the Newtown against the Aaron with your uh, Aaron Zone teammates up there last weekend or two weeks ago? Yeah, so I was absolutely good, I'll be honest. Yeah, so we have two new boys this year from Aaron's on um, who are hurling very well with us. So obviously there was a bit of rivalry in the in the kind of the group chats and stuff out here leading up to the match. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I was just absolutely sickened for the boys at home. Like, I thought they played absolutely brilliant. Um, I thought they definitely deserved to win. Um, yeah. Like, even kind of with, with 30 minutes on the clock in the second half, I think they were up four or five points and they looked like they were in real control and like it was just awful unfortunate to kind of give away a few scores in the last couple of minutes. Like Aaron's owner, a brilliant team, brilliant club. Like they've always been there, thereabouts for a long time. It was just just really disappointing for our lads. I know they've put in an awful lot of efforts over the last couple of months. They've had Pat Mulcahy there and Gary Morrissey training them putting in a big effort and it was just very unfortunate to go out and score difference. Um, and I, as I said, like it just was just really disappointing for them because they did play really well and they, they did definitely deserve to kind of go through to the quarter final. But yeah, just disappointing, really. Yeah, that was a sickener. Yeah, who, who do you fancy in Cork then out of the seven teams, Carl? Yeah, so I was just kind of having a look at that there and just before I came on, like, I mean, Sars are obviously always very strong. Um, and the Glenner straight through to the semi-final. And like, I mean, Patrick Horgan is absolutely on fire. I mean, he's an absolute joy to watch. He, he has been a joy to watch for the last 15 years. And when you've got him on your team, you always, always have a chance. Um, I watched Blackrock and Newtown, and I must say I was very impressed with Blackrock. Real big, strong, physical team. Very, very good forwards. Well able to catch a puck out. Well able to, to pick a ball out of the sky and kind of take their man on. And... They were very impressive against Newtown. That was probably about four weeks ago. So, yeah, like, I mean, 
on any given day anyone can beat anyone but I suppose they'd be kind of the three teams that like that I'd be kind of keeping an eye out for I, I think yeah like I mean if if the Glynn and Sars avoid each other if they're in separate semi-finals I'm not sure who who gets who in the semis but if the Glynn and Sars avoid each other um, you could be looking at two of them in the final and then as I said Black Rock are definitely ones to keep an eye on I thought they were very impressive and there's a, there's a bit of talk about Douglas this year for the first time especially with that potent full forward line that they have with Turnbull, Kingston and um, Cadigan. Jesus, you wouldn't fancy being in the full back line with those three boys coming in on top of you. Yeah, that's for sure. Douglas have, have always been strong. I mean, like, they're a brilliant club and the two Cadigans there always flying it and like, Jesus, as you said, like, that's a serious full forward line. There's goals there. There's there's three lads there who will keep running, keep taking them on and like, keep taking the hits all along. And yeah, like, who Douglas have, oh, jeez, Douglas have Black Rock, actually. Yeah, so that'll be... Yeah. That would be definitely worth tuning in for. I mean, that would be a massive, um, massive game and it'd be a bit of a local derby there as well. Like, so I'm sure that'll be one. And like as you said, whoever comes out of that one, I mean, they'll they'll take beating as well, do you know? Doug, Douglas or my dark horses, I think, to win the championship this year because I watched them against Middleton and I watched them against Sars and they they kind of rallied very late against Sars and could have pipped them. But against Middleton, they were super impressive. I mean, you talk about their forwards there, but you look at Mark Harrington, centre-back, you look at Cadigan's on the wing. He's kind of a stopper, really. I thought he was excellent um, against Middleton. He just stopped the big, he stopped the big men, stopped the danger men they're doing any damage. They just move him onto him, and he just does a job. He's a super player. Um, and then you have Connor, um, Connor Kingston as, cent- as full-back then as well. He's a younger yeah, brother. He's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's well, very mobile. Full back like is what you want, especially in car curling, like where you have a lot of fast forward lines. Um, but I think, yeah, I think whoever comes out of that Douglas Black Rocky M is has a serious chance of winning the county. Um, I'm not sure. Like I know the Glen are very good as well, but I don't know. I just I have a, I have a sneaky feeling that them having a rest and being straight into the semi will go against them. The way, just the way the championship is this year. Um, yeah, you know what? That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 but as you said, it's it. Anyone could beat anyone in this championship, and that's why it's so you know so good at the moment. And if UCC you know get their act together and get fellas back into college, then as well, they have Nipirshig, and if they beat him, you know they get fellas back in for college for Fitzgibbon again. You know what else can happen there as well? Big time! Like you've hit the nail on the head there. A bit of momentum can go a long way, and I think that's why the championship this year has been so enjoyable. Um, and I know this will come up every single year. Yeah. How do you get the calendar right? How do you kind of um differentiate between club and county? But like it, it just needs to be done. Simple as a solution needs to happen. Um, I think if you ask any, you know, obviously I haven't been at home, but if you ask any club player, I'm sure they'll all agree that it's been a very enjoyable championship. You know, when you're playing. You're, you're training with a goal in sight to be ready um, two weeks, three weeks. That's the way you want it. And like, that's the way club hurling should be. Um, the one thing I've massively found to be really enjoyable in hurling in Sydney is like you get your fixtures or you get your calendar um, kind of at the start of the year, maybe February. You know, I know obviously it's a lot easier here. There's only a couple of teams and stuff like that, but... You're off for bank holidays. You're off for Patrick's weekend. You're off for kind of sporting events. You kind of you kind of guaranteed your six or seven weekends off. You're off Easter, so straight away you're like, right, 
Okay, we can go away this weekend. We can go up the coast. We can organize something, whatever. Um, and you kind of have, you always have a game coming up. Like at home, it's so frustrating to be training for months and end. And then all of a sudden, if, if there's a draw or if Cork win or if, if Cork go in the back door, if Cork go in the front door, and then all of a sudden you get a text message on a Monday evening saying, right, lads, look, the game has gone again. And look, I understand there's so many teams in Cork, it's very hard, but the one thing that really, really needs to happen is there just needs to be a structure in place where everyone knows where they stand and it'll just make the game and the competition so much more enjoyable. You'll know what's coming up. You know what to aim for. You know when you need to get fit for. And all lads want to do is play matches. And, and the other thing on that, sorry, I don't mean to be rambling on, no, but like the other thing that's really, really, uh, I suppose, enjoyable about hurling out here is there's there's always a few tournaments and stuff and a few kind of different things going on like that you're guaranteed games like I know it's probably hard to organize at home but you have a beach football tournament you've got the sevens you've got a few pre-season tournaments and like Cork is such a big county like I mean it'd be great there in March to kind of get teams in together in into Mallow have a sevens competition have intermediate junior the whole lot I mean like Jesus Newton could be playing Ballyhay or Milford or Charleville have them all in Mallow seven aside Berlin crack like have a bit of music have a few drinks after stuff like that and there's so many pitches and stuff available in Cork and like you could set that up kind of easily I know Kilmacud is, is a great success but that's only on in Dublin like if there's a few more tournaments and stuff like that just give the club players kind of something to look forward to the league needs to be kind of finished up as well before the championship kind of kicks off there's no point playing league matches in October November at the end of the year when it's raining and the championship you could be knocked out Nobody and stuff cares. like that and you're trying to get lads together like I mean we've played in three or four league semi-finals and finals with Newtown and like you're playing in November you're playing under lights it's raining and there are games like that you should be absolutely buzzing for like like you should be absolutely buzzing for a league semi-final and league final if that's on in April, May before the championship if, if it's on the May bank holiday weekend up in Park you ring you get your six, seven thousand people for a league final and, and like a league final should be a massive event like you only have two tournaments throughout the whole year and like I just think that with a better kind of a structure in place it might definitely give teams and players an opportunity to have something to play for kind of all the time yeah and I think John Horn has come out and said that it's they're like they know it's something that they have to do now which is which is good to hear but unfortunately they said it's not going to be 2021 but it's going to be 2022 and what they want to do is have the county on first and then club follows so they don't want it to be that the, the county is going to come after the club um, because they want the, all full county players back into play clubs, so that the the county could be finished up by July, or or you know very early August, and then you'd have this window like we kind of have now, where the club would be on, but to be no county coming after. So, I think if that happens, it's unfortunately they can't just do it for next year. I don't know why they can't, but they've had to do it this year. But yeah, like you said, give certainty to to the club players. This thing of playing hurling in November, December, like you know, just r- ridiculous stuff. It's such a you know. It takes, like you said, a lot of the joy out of a cottle, given that you're playing in some of those big games. Um, so hopefully that we can get that calendar right because we've seen the benefits for the whole of hurling and football across all of Ireland, and even for us over here. Like it's COVID has been a disaster, and people can't go to matches. But we're like you've probably seen more Newtown games than you've seen in the last three years, in the last three months. And the same with me with Dixborough home and same with Giggles and Shawnee. We've got to see all the club matches and players you hear about home in Cork or Kilkenny or Waterford that you haven't seen because you've been over here, new lads coming on or young lads, getting to see them play 
with the streaming has been unbelievable. And seeing lads who might get a, put their hand up now and get a call in for Kilkenny or Cork or Waterford that you might see playing six weeks only for the streaming and this new club format that we, we wouldn't know about them. So um, I think that's been a real benefit as well, being like being expats that we get. hundred percent. Yeah, and you know what? They should do it every year. Like, it's easily done. And they've got the stream set up now through YouTube and through club's accounts. And like, yeah, just do it every year. As you said, it's been absolutely brilliant. It's so good to be able to watch the matches. There's a great buzz here. Our WhatsApp group would be hopping here, like lads, club teams winning at home and be a bit of a buzz and stuff around it. And as you said, it's a great opportunity to watch younger players and um, to see the talent that there is at home. And like, it should just be done every year. Um, it's so good to be able to watch Newton play. And like, as I said, it was just very unfortunate that they didn't get to the quarterfinals this year. But it's something like that the GA should probably learn from everything that's happened over the last couple of months. And they've put these structures in place now. And yeah, keep it going and, and, and do it every year. And Carl, obviously, just be- before we finish up, we've got um, hopefully an All-Ireland Championship coming up starting next month obviously numbers in Ireland we had like over 300 cases yesterday um, hopefully that, you know, we see the pubs are opening I think in two weeks time now as well so it's going to be very interesting to see how all that goes but with this unusual year that it is and with, with the format that we're going to have who would you think if you were you know, picking a team now knowing what's going on across the counties and the club scenes what, what county would you fancy if, if things were just to go ahead as they were in, and counties were injury free um, I suppose like a lot depends this year like on, on kind of the look and the draw and, and who you kind of get kind of maybe quarter semis um i think as sean was saying earlier if a team gets a bit of momentum and gets playing kind of every second or third week you could definitely see shots um i mean like players potentially mightn't be as kind of sharp and fit um across the board as kind of as they have been other years but then equally then you might have a fella who's kind of just after coming on the scene and, and whose kind of confidence is high from club hurling and, and who's going well and that'll obviously help them. Always very hard to look past Tip and Kilkenny. Um, I mean, like, they just seem to be getting hurlers kind of every year and bringing young fellas through all the time. Um, Cork have, 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 a, have a chance against Waterford. Hopefully they come out the right side of that and if things go well in a Munster final, you could kind of skip kind of a, a step in the ladder and all of a sudden kind of get yourself into a quarter final slash semi-final and, and things could go well from there and then I suppose just maybe kind of a a bit of a kind of a team who could easily kind of make a big stance this year would be Wexford I think Davey's going to have him fairly pumped and I think um, I'm not sure kind of what's happened in their club scene recently but I know they were kind of trying to get a few extra weeks and stuff like that training and I think if I think he's kind of um he's very experienced and he kind of knows how to get the best of lads and you know what maybe a shorter year might kind of help help Wexford as well. Yeah, Wexford outside team. Yeah, I think Wexford will, will go hard given that you're right that they finished up with their county de- with their club championships. I think Davy has them now back. They're breath definitely back a couple nights a week I'd say. And Davy's oh. been down there all the time as well so yeah, I think Wexford <laughs> will be will be a dark horse this year. And they probably threw away that semi final against Tip last year. I say that one's still kind of haunting them after getting over Kilkenny's Leinster final so yeah alright Carl thanks so much for making the time and we'll be keeping a close eye on Sunday week up in Sydney hopefully New South Wales get the streaming sorted because we'll be doing nothing down here in Melbourne middle of the day anyway on a Sunday so we'd love to tune in and watch you um, and, and hopefully we might get it depends who wins if you, if, if you win we'll get you back on and if you lose we'll have to get Vaughn we'll have to get Vaughn on so there's an extra incentive for you there now Carl <laughs> 
who, who, who you shouting for, Liam? Your your favorite team, Saint Pat's, is it? <laughs> I've, look, I I love McInnes and Pat's equally, you know. So we have to we have to see how they go. <laughs> <laughs> Sound call. We oh, talk to you soon. Walk, Cheers, lads. Thanks very much. We'll chat to you soon. My yourself. Thanks, Carl. Take care, care, lads. Cheers. It's always you know great to you know to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup like and but. No, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and it's just, there's nothing like coming back there. Like. The one the fancy open top bus line, I think we had Dublin's, Richard Dublin's lorry, and up on the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. Lovely country people. Um, Grey having Cottle knocked it on there, very good with his time. Um, and unbelievable having like six of your club playing with you over in Sydney, you know, like that's unbelievable. And, and trying to mix another that's unheard of, it's unheard of, yeah, it's unreal, it's great. Um, and another four or five Cork lads into the mix as well, so yeah. Um, and it'll be a cracking final. Hopefully, to get that sorted, we, we'll be able to watch it. But that was Eddie and Willie O'Connor there as well with that little sound bite. I was great last Friday, like I said, Melbourne is. Bleaking off here at the moment, but on GA now came up on my Twitter. Kilkenny and Galway 1998 quarter final was up on the on the archive. Turned it on last Friday night, and Eddie and Willie O'Connor were playing in in that match against Galway. It was an absolutely brilliant match, and DJ as well. So I tuned in. That was a great 1997. Liam. 97. Sorry, thanks, giggles. 1997 quarter final. 98. We uh, got to the final, lost off But uh, yeah, it was a great game, and so so mad watching that hurling from. That, that time period how different it is it's, it's unbelievable but very entertaining game and the two O'Connors going hell for leather but uh, Uncle Kenny obviously is Uncle Kenny on this podcast we got the Kilkenny County semi-finals this Saturday uh, Dixborough against All Auckland and James Stevens against Bally Hale both live on RTE2 um, and on GEA Go but uh, yeah really looking forward to it Giggles and Shawnee have been tuned into the Kenny Club Championship. They've been saying it's some of the best club hurling they've seen in a long, long time. The standard's really good. They love the format. They love everything about it. They love the streaming online. It's been really, really positive. Um, so Kenny or Dixborough and Auckland's, I think, boys, I know you're looking forward to this one. Shawnee, you're, you're, I'm going to go to you first, even though it's uh, Kenny. You think the winner of the county championship will be the winner of this semi-final? Yeah, I think um, all Aucklands and Dixborough. I just, I just fancy the two, one of the two of them. I mean, all Aucklands. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it all Aucklands won the fi- the league final? No, the Borough beat them in no, penalties. Or oh, sorry, sorry, all Aucklands lost to Dixborough in the, in the league final. Um, and I guess in Kilkenny hurling, like league and championship, it doesn't really matter. It's always competitive Kilkenny hurling. That's so the one. Yeah. I always, I just think you know, out of those two teams, you know. They're the hungrier this year. I think Ballyhale, whether they get over James Stevens or not, I think they probably will. I just think they're they're lacking that little bit more this year. Adrian Mullen, Michael Finley for me are as big a loss for many team as you as you can get. Um, TJ will be shackled if he comes up against you know the likes of Buckley or whoever else you know from All Auckland. They'll you know they'll they'll shackle him. They know how to handle him. Um, but anyway, I just I reckon. It's just made out for a new champion this year in Kilkenny, and I can't wait for those two semi-finals. I'd say they'll be absolute crackers. The two very two high-quality games, I would reckon. 
Yeah, I think they're going to be great games. First, Dixborough and Auckland's obviously sort of repeat the league final. There was nothing between them in the league final. It was actually a very, very good match. Um, and I think it's going to be more the same. I watched all Auckland's and obviously Dixborough in their two quarterfinals, both moving very well. They're both kind of coming into it more or less injury free. Um, like county players on both sides, very evenly balanced. There's going to be nothing, nothing in between. And they've both put up kind of big scores as well recently. So I think it's going to be probably a high scoring game again. And all games have to be finished on the day. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is one that goes right to the wire, could go to extra time again. Hopefully it doesn't go to penalties. Penalties were a disaster the last day. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if this one goes to extra time. I think Dixborough, I'm, I'm hoping obviously that they'll, have, they'll have the edge. I think they might just have a little bit more. Um, and their backs are, are thinking of going maybe a little bit better than the Auckland's backs maybe as a, a unit of six. And the Borough actually have a couple of people to bring in off the bench. So I, I think the Borough are going to go over the line. Buckley has been moving very well for them, which is a huge plus. Uh, Bill Sheen obviously as well Tom Kenny but across the board they've all kind of been going solid but same with Auckland you've got you know Paddy Deegan Hugh Lawler um, and a couple of very young under 21 Kilkenny players as well that are in around it. and just yeah it's going to be it's going to be a great game looking forward to that one but I think the Ballyhill Village James Stevenson will be more interesting in terms of Shamrock's kind of sh- stumbled through the the group stage but they've had two massive wins since the bet Roanish Deeg knocked up four something and they've scored 418 against Clara at the weekend there again as well so they're kind of like showing their muscle again you're right though they've lost obviously Mullen and and Finley but I think I think they're probably coming back in again I don't know will they be they're not going to be as strong as last year but you know an 85% Shamrocks is still probably going to be right up there for a county final so yeah, um- I Liam, no disrespect to the the, the other opposition, Ronis Teague and and Clara, but they wouldn't really have been, you know, they wouldn't have been put up against Ballyhill to challenge them, really, would they? No, but I think just the the way they went through them kind of showed for me that Bally, you know, they didn't just you know beat by four or five points. They put up massive scores against both of them, and yeah, you're right. They're they're in the probably the bottom quarter of the, of you know the teams in Kilkenny, but still, you know, they weren't in the quarterfinals. They weren't in the in the relegation or, or that or you know that down that yeah. end so there's still some of the this way maybe the fifth or sixth best senior teams in Kilkenny um so yeah I, th- I think it's gonna be very interesting James Stevens have kind of been solid all the way through they've got you know some county players as well and Owen Larkin has been in around there back as playing for them as well and Connor Brown and they're looking you know they're probably solid all the way through they don't have any kind of any star power I don't think so it'll be down to see if they can keep TJ quite like that that's the big one. He kinda of cut loose at the at the weekend again. So, you know, you're not gonna hold him up altogether, but if you can kinda, of, you know, get him tied down to only a few points to play and keep him from stopping from getting goals essentially. So yeah, so it's interesting. I reckon, that, I, on, I reckon the weekend it's 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 Dixborough are gonna beat her Lachlan's by five points. That's my prediction. There I we think, go. I think you're right. I think they have just one or two many players around the field, but I think Ballyhale are gonna win the championship. I think they've just timed it perfectly they've got the momentum coming through I think they'll win it the weekend between 8 and 12 points against James Stevens, Owen Reid Cody Evan Sheffin has moved up to the forwards TJ in the forwards Colin Fenley they still have fire like you you, you put your man Mark Fenley and TJ and Owen, Re- Owen Reid or bloody what's his name Owen Cody come up and devastation with 2-5 or 2-6 they've, they've got Tretchmer and like, imagine if Mullen was, was in that mix as well Michael Fenley did an amazing job for him last year, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, he wasn't even training with them and he was an experienced head, but the, but the body was gone. Like he, he was brilliant for them. 
So I don't know if he's a bit, as big a loss as Adrian Mullen. I, I just think after seeing him, and I know Clara wouldn't be at the level of Auckland's and Dixborough, but they were still county champions relatively recently, like in the last three or four years, and they battered them. And I think they, they've just timed it well. Like they've got the bad performances out of their system, and now they're kind of on a roll. And I think they'll hammer James Stevens at the weekend, and I think they'll beat Dixborough in the final. That's yeah. my prediction on Kenny Dardine. If it's any good to you, yeah, no, it's good. Predict- <laughs> it's good prediction, guys. Yeah, and look, yeah, to be honest with you, I'd love it. I'd love it. Like Dixborough, Ballyhale, final. Obviously, you know, we bet the village who would be our massive city rivals to win the county final a few years ago, and that doesn't get much sweeter than that. But I think it'd be brilliant to get you know to beat Ballyhale, obviously. Kilkenny County Champions and All Ireland Club Champions. So if you're to get to a county final and to get over them to to get it, it would be it would be massive and to get one back it up. Dixborough have kind of been quite disappointed that after winning the county final we kinda of hoped they were going to kick on and maybe win another one in the next couple of years and you know, a couple of years have passed now and we haven't done that. So um I know the boys are very, very focused and um they're obviously like Cotla said and everyone at home is they're loving it at the moment with Game that game after game after game. So, uh, fingers crossed they can do the business on Saturday. So that's on at three o'clock Irish time. The Dixborough match five o'clock for the James Stevens Bally Hale match and midnight and two o'clock in the morning here. So, I think I'm going to tune in for the Borough one. I don't think I'll stay up for the other one. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's going to be exciting. Obviously, giggles quickly. Waterford County final. Uh, it was eleven o'clock Sunday night. Was it two weeks ago? Giggles a week and a half ago. I I was up watching the Grand Prix. I said it. I said. I text Giggles, I said, you watching there this? no way passage we're going in the Yeah. I text Giggles saying, you watching this? He goes, no point. And I watched the first half yeah. and yeah, Bally, like it was actually like watching a senior team play an intermediate team. Like it was like, the, the difference yeah. was night and day. It was, I could not believe for a county final how black and white it was. We won't dwell on it now, but yeah, it was yeah. massive. Look, Ballygunner are a different gravy. I think they're they're probably sickened that this year there isn't an, a monster in All Ireland because they probably would have been targeting that. Just like when you're winning six or seven in a row in a Watford, you're going to be, you know, another county final is obviously great for those players. Um, and, and as I said, it would have been an amazing championship in Watford this year if Ballygunner weren't in it because everyone else is so even. But um, they just have so many players that the, the, the boys who played for the Watford county team in the past two to three years as recently as that coming off the bench never mind on the starting team so yeah it was it was it was there's probably no that much point in talking about the only killer for most clubs in Waterford and look it's up to every other club to get up to the standard but Ballygunner have won the last four minor A finals in Waterford as well as winning the last seven seniors so they've got the conveyor belt they've got their structures amazingly well they're, they're, they've got all their players that won three in a row in the 90s to Darrow Sullivan's, the Rory O'Sullivan's, the Paul Flynn's, the Fargate Hartley's, the Stephen Frampton's coaching teams at underage. And like every other club has that, but they just seem to have a really good structure for developing players down there. And yeah, I think all, all the other clubs in Waterford are going to just be looking to try and get up to that level. But it's a, it's a big climb up. How how good did Farrah Field look? That was on Welsh Park. Oh, Welsh Park. Sorry, Welsh Park. Did you, see, did you see it? It looked unbelievable. Yeah, they've, they've 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 got a specialist grass crew in there doing the bit. Now I absolutely hate Welsh Park. It's so fucking tight. Excuse my language. It and you can you can you can notice like if you watch the Dallas Almond sign game, every single ball just goes up and down the middle, and you can score if you get the ball in your own half back line. It's it's a good chance of scoring. Whereas Farfield is more akin in terms of size 
to like a turlis or something like that where it's very wide and expansive and it's a, it's a bigger pitch and it's a real hurling pitch. Uh, the city boys love Welsh Park, so uh, yeah. I just I absolutely hate going down there. I don't think I ever play well, but we don't play down there that often. There's more if we're playing one of the city teams, it's always on halfway, which is in Dungarvan. So, um, it, but yeah, you're it right. Looked, the grass, the grass looked, looked like an absolute carpet. Yeah, yeah. looked deadly. Yeah, it did. Um, quickly then, obviously, Tipperary Giggles uh, uh, County Final coming up. I think it's in a week and a half's time. Quickly on the semi-finals. Yeah, two two very disappointing games in Tipperary. Uh, Nina Erog, who would have been fancied to win it out. It's like Jesus. The minute Nina get a get a favourites tag on them, they 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 lose. And there were the favourites to win the county final against Clenauty. Was it two years ago? They were probably favourites to win it last year at some stage as well. They hammered Turles. They looked like they were on fire and they came up against Lockmore. Now, to be fair to them, they had injuries. Mikey Heffernan played injured. Hugh Maloney was a big loss and they lost 122 to 112. So a bit of a kind of a whimper with John McGrath hitting 12 points for Lockmore. Lockmore are going to come up now against Kildangan in the final who I think will win it. Kildangan will win it. They hammered drum an inch. Kildangan have been in, this is their third county final in five years, I think. And they've got a really, really strong young team. And they've got a really strong club. Darry Egan's club, the kind of temporary selector and former sub-goalkeeper. Their intermediate team, and Darry Egan plays for intermediate team, I think. They're in the county semi-final, the intermediate as well. And they're only a really small parish up in the North Tipperary. So they're, they're, they're third time lucky, I think, in the county final. Lockmore playing a, a football semi-final this weekend before the final next weekend. So obviously the dual club comes into it. And I was listening to an interview from John McGrath. Apparently, they've got John McGrath's uncle is the football manager and the hurling manager. So he manages all the players. They're all dual players. Love it. It's great kind of camaraderie. But I reckon, like Cratlow, maybe in Clare, <laughs> Tom Murphy, will be listening in. The old mileage might catch up on, on the legs with playing both codes, especially against a really young, fast, exciting Kildangan team. So I think Kildangan. We'll win the county final by five or six points in two weeks' time. Yeah, we'll be tuning in for that one to see what it's like on, on GA go. But Giggles, while we're on the club, and Shawnee, we'll get we'll get to you on quickly on Western Australia after this. Um, Giggles Corner Special Edition um, Power Rankings went down very well last week, last, or two weeks ago, I think we did it. So let's do our quick from 10 to 1 Power Rankings. There you go. 10 to 1. So I, I had a big argument with my head over number 10. Was it Turlock Moore in Galway or Kildangan and I just went for Turlock Moore because I feel like they'll they'll eventually get over the line this year in Galway so they're a re-entry at number 10 uh, up one position from 10 to 9 is Dixborough your own Dixborough Liam um, at number 8 no change Bally A from Clare I think they'll win the Clare Championship there was no action in Clare this weekend there's semi-finals coming up Bally A are playing Callahan's Mills and Six Mile Bridge are playing Airog Ennis, I believe. So that'll be interesting there. The Pierce from Limerick down one didn't play. Chemeliers from Wexford down one. They were the county champions. Patrick's well didn't play down one. Kula down one from three. They had a relatively comfortable win in the Dublin semi-final without looking amazing, even though their their team still looks like a Dublin team on paper. They don't seem to be ticking like they would. Up four places from seven. They're Ballyhale. I think they're just looking ominous, as I said earlier on. Uh, no change at number two, Thomas's, and no change at number one with Ballygunner. So that's, Ballygunner that's my top ten at the moment. 
How how will Ballygunner be like like what what would it take for Ballygunner to be taken away from number one Giggles as these county finals play out? Just interested in how how your system so, works. Uh, it's a fair Bally question. Hale I'm kind of expecting it from you. If Ballyhale win the Kilkenny County Championship, they'll go to number one 100. And I'd have to just tune into the Galway County Final to see how that goes. If Thomas's win it well, like then they'll have. Probably one in all Ireland. I, I don't know. Will, will that get them over the line or not? But if Ali Hale win the Kilkenny Championship, they, they'll get up to number one. What about Dixborough? If Dixborough win it from not, uh, the currently nine and they win the county championship, where do they go then? They, they'll get up into the top top five, Liam, definitely. <laughs> That's interesting but, um, how that works. Think, Who was in the All Ireland club semi finals last year? Barcelli, uh, Bally Hale. Who was there from Galway? St. Thomas. The crowd from the north. One of the Antrim crowd. Yeah. Oh, the crowd that. Ba- the crowd from the north. Slot Neil. Like, Slot Neil. <laughs> Slot Neil. Slot Neil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. So there we go. That, 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 that's how bad going to get knocked off stop. They've just been very impressive. And I, I, I kind of feel like this would have been their year to kind of go on and win an All Ireland club. We we'll never know, Giggles. We we'll never know. We'll never know when Waterford team go on and win it. We will never know. <laughs> Surely Dizzy Hutchinson will be playing for Waterford this year. He will, yeah, he will. And it, it, but it'll be interesting. Desi Hutchinson and some of the Ballygunner players, in particular, their forward line, they're very, you know, fast and light and great movement. And you'd say that about some of the Waterford forwards and their inter-county team as well. But then, what, what's that going to look like if they're playing championship in the start of November and it's a pissing rain in, in the night? You know, that's not going to suit a Desi Hutchinson. That's not going to suit an Owen Cadigan. That's not going to suit a Bill Sheehan. You know, you're going to be looking for your kind of Walter Welches or your fucking Walter you know, loves the hand Get him back in there. <laughs> you know, but it, it'll be interesting if the county season goes ahead. What way the weather plays a part in that? Um, I think Desi Hutchinson's a great player. He'll be a great find. He's he never stops running. He's like he's got the fitness of a Premiership soccer player, and the skill and the touch. Like he he he's not as good like as Aaron Galan or up. What? He's more hurling than Malumphy. Like he's got more hurling than Malumphy. He's he'd be more like Aaron Galan. He's all he's mainly left sided. Finds the space one versus two, one one versus one inside in the full forward line, and just takes the man on. So we we'll see. He he hasn't proven himself. So he, he's Obviously, he's very young into it. He's only back from from Brighton twenty months, and he's made huge strides. He got two county medals in that time, Dude. so it it will be very interesting to see how he goes. But um, yeah, that that's my power rankings in there. So, but he hate if they win the Kilkenny County Championship, they'll go straight to number one. Liam St. Thomas's will be there, and I think if Patrick's well or Kilmallock or Patrick's well, Kilmallock no Kilmallock won't. Pa- Patrick's well and the Piercing could push on as well. Okay, interesting. A flawed system, but interesting. Um, Shani, obviously we flawed man. <laughs> we're all flawed eels. Uh, Shani, before we finish up, obviously the Western Australia Perth uh, final this week in Hurley. You want to quickly cover it? Yeah, the the Perth County final is on this um, this weekend. Where we have in the Camogie, we've got Western Swans and Gabriels, and in the the men's hurling final, we have. A repeat of the league final where Sarsfields and Perth Shamrocks are playing. Sarsfields beat Perth Shamrocks in the in the league final two seventeen to six points. So I don't know, have we a bit of a mismatch here? But Sarsfields had the likes of Owen Guinan playing at centre forward from so 
you'd you'd fancy Sarsfields to win that one, but we'll we'll keep an eye on that one and see if they're streaming that as well over the weekend. I reckon they um, will be. I reckon be, they will be streaming. Shawnee. they streamed it. They yeah. stream matches early on, so yeah. I reckon there's a good chance they will be. So, my main focus this weekend will be on the Premier to Cork County Premier to Meet Hurling Championship, where my own Watergrass Hill are playing Corsi Rovers in the quarter final. Oh, brilliant! They missed out in the semi final spot. Uh, they topped the group, but just missed out in um, score difference to make a semi-final spot. So they're out against Corsi Rovers at four o'clock on Saturday. So I'll be up, up early on Sunday morning or late Saturday night, whichever you want to look yeah. at it. Uh, so, yeah. Them, so yeah, Dixburg, Dix, Dixburg will be finishing up then and you'll be kicking off for, for the Watergrass Hill. So you'll have back-to-back uh, Kilkenny to Cork. Yeah, might do that. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. All right, well, thanks so much for tonight. Great having caught and locked it on. We'll, hopefully we'll have him back on or Brian on in a couple of weeks' time, depending on how that result goes. Um, tonight's show was brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear. Please visit O'Neill's and at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Get in touch with us on Academia on Instagram and Twitter. And thanks so much, Sean, for coming along tonight and giggles, and we'll talk to you again soon. Good luck, Liam. Hi, Charlie. Good night and God bless. Good luck.